Well, we're I mean, in the, the wrong. It's amazing how you can do something twice. It's it's wild. Anyway, welcome in. It's a Thursday edition of Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. That sounds really echoey. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah. At least you can hear it. <laughs> you can hear it. In fact, you can hear everything right now. We are coming to you live from the Lee Company Studio. Chris Yao and Mo Patton. The it's a little darker in here than it has been. I don't know. We may have to adjust some lighting here soon. We, 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 we've covered the windows because it was too light, getting a little crazy. But now it's too dark. You know, it's, it's kind of like Goldilocks. No, it's exactly like Goldilocks. <laughs> We're trying to get it just right in here. Yeah. So. Wow. Maurice Patton, Chris Yao here on this Thursday. And Mo, we've got a good show lined up. We've got Damian Harris who is getting ready to lead his East Nashville Eagles onto the home turf for the first time this season. Mm -hmm. And that's exciting for them, and we're going to talk to him about that. We're also going to talk with Terry McCormick, of course, with our Titan uh, Insider Daily Update. And we have Dave Hooker to continue talking, Tennessee, Alabama. I guess we should we could put this Alabama helmet up there since we're – it's Tennessee, Alabama. We can mm -hmm. put it in the front. I don't know. But, yeah, it's going to be a good show. We're, we're going to pick our high school football games as well. So all of that is coming your way here in just a little while. So please stick with us right now, though. We are we're doing the best we can by ourselves today. So. Hey, we, we do what we do. There's no doubt. And that's all we can do. All right. So let's go. Yesterday's results, Mo, and today's schedule. Let's do that on the rundown, eh? Maybe? Hey. Hey. There we go. The Thursday rundown is brought to you by Mockingbird Title and Escrow, an attorney owned and operated full service title company in Middle Tennessee that will get your deals closed without worry and fuss, a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in the industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. Consider them part of your team. Call 615-274-8698 or visit MockingbirdTitleTN.com today. In girls' volleyball action yesterday, Creekwood down to Anderson County, 3-1. Harpeth was a 3-1 winner over Chattanooga School of Arts and Sciences. Nolensville, 3-2 over East Hamilton. East Robinson blanks Milan, 3-0. Sale Creek puts Loretto into the loser's bracket with a 3-1 win. Brentwood, a 3-0 winner over Maryville. Providence Christian downs Middle Tennessee Christian, 3-2. And Signal Mountain was a 3-0 winner over Valor Collegiate. In NCAA football action, it was Florida International in double overtime. Sending Sam Houston to 0-7 on the year, 33-27. Tough, tough start for the Bearcats with a K. New Mexico State puts it on UTEP in the rivalry game, 28-7. Well done there, Aggies. Major League Baseball, the Astros take game three and cut into that Rangers lead with an 8-1 win. Texas now leads the series 2-1. In high school volleyball action today from the state tournament over in Murfreesboro, East Robertson advanced with a 3-0 win over Chattanooga School of the Arts and Sciences. Brentwood defeated 
East Hamilton 3-1. It was Loretto staying alive with a 3-0 win over South Green. Providence Christian defeated St. George's 3-1. And Valor Collegiate defeated Volunteer 3-0. Uh, at 2.30, here at the bottom of the hour, it's Cleveland and Nolansville, Harpeth and Sale Creek, in Creekwood and Signal Mountain at 5 o'clock in an elimination game. East Robinson and Loretta will play in a rematch. Loretta having won that first match at three games to two. Also, Houston plays Brentwood at 5 o'clock. In girls soccer action tonight, region finals. McNary is at Fairview at 6 o'clock. Lead Academy is at Merrill Hyde at 7. Siegel is at Oakland at 7. And the rest of these we do not know start times for. Sorry. Um, Clarksville's at Rossview. Station Camp hosts Hume Fog. Franklin hosts Ravenwood. Westview is at Cheatham County. Hendersonville takes on visiting Gallatin. And White House Heritage is at Liberty Creek. All right. In. Oof. Went to the wrong tab. Football action tonight. Uh, in college football, Rice is at Tulsa at 6 p.m. on ESPN2. On ESPN at 6, it's James Madison and Marshall. Big game there. We'll talk a little bit more about James Madison later. Major League Baseball, Phillies are at the Diamondbacks. Phillies lead the series 2-0. That game starts at 4.07 on TBS. And the Astros will try to even the series tonight in Arlington at the Texas Rangers at 7.03 on FS1. Thursday night football on Prime at 7.15 tonight. It's the Jags and Saints in New Orleans and the Predators are at New York to take on the Rangers at 6 p.m. on Valley Sports South. And that is your rundown. Mo. Our top story is brought to you each and every day by our friends at Piggly Wiggly, Neely's Mill Shopping Center in Columbia. Make sure to go by and see the fine folks at Piggly Wiggly for all of your deli lunch needs, meat, vegetables, cobblers, and more. Also, fresh hand-cut meats, great produce, and all cost plus 10% at the register. Today's top story, we talked yesterday with Willie G. Ramirez, and we got his layout on what he was planning to wear on Friday night for Game 5. Unfortunately for him, he won't need it for Game 5. now. I think he's okay, though. Yeah, well. I think he's okay not needing it. He and the rest of the Las Vegas Aces, who took the crown for the second consecutive year. Back to back. Back Two back. Got First it. time since the L.A. Sparks did it in 01 and 02, I believe. Wow. That seems good. I would think that's good. So, yeah. Um, big night from one Asia, almost said Wilson. Mm-hmm. I, almost, I almost said Robinson, and I don't know why. No. And I, I had to get there. But, yeah, big night from Asia Wilson who, honestly, without her, this game could have been a, another blowout. It, it, and it was certainly headed that way. The Liberty was up 12 in the first half, I believe. They were up 12 at one point. And um, the Aces came back and got up by as many as seven before hanging on to win 70-69. to 
I tell you what, if you didn't watch Mr. Great Game, and there's always a Nashville connection. There he is. Or in this case, a Murfreesboro connection, or maybe both. Um, former Mount Juliet standout, um, former Belmont player, and Middle Tennessee State graduate, Alicia Clark, getting the start with um, Chelsea Gray, out with a foot injury and had her fingerprints all over that ball game. I think she had 10 points and eight boards. That's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's solid. Um, Especially for, you know, typically a six man. I mean, she's usually the first person off the bench for, for Vegas. Got the start last night, but um, certainly played like a starter. It was it was really close game. Look, I mean, it, it, New York had its opportunities, and had an opportunity at the end. At the end of the game, had an opportunity to win it and send it back to Las Vegas. Could not, uh, could not convert. But you know, you you can't say enough about these two teams. They were they were so well matched, and you know they gave their all, including a little more than some may have wanted to see on television. With the trash can and <laughs> stomach issues, <laughs> so emptied the contents of her stomach was the way it was described uh, on air. Uh, <laughs> I, I've never quite heard it put like that, but I mean, I guess that's what she did. That's exactly what she did, and did a great job there. Uh, hey, old geezer, it's been a while. I was actually thinking about geezer earlier today. I was thinking we hadn't seen him in a while. It's good to see you. Hope man. he's okay. Hope glad, he's been okay. Glad you're glad you're back. Hope you've been doing well. It's uh you know it, it has been a an interesting year in the WNBA because it was kind of it was almost one of those why did we even play the regular season situations, but you know honestly the we've seen the top teams not make the championship series <laughs> as recently as um, that, last week. That's that's why you play the games, man. So, I mean, it, it really did feel like a foregone conclusion. And and, and congrats and the, to both of those teams for reaching what they were supposed to do. Yeah. And then giving women's basketball fans a show – and if it was just women's basketball fans, that's a little unfortunate. Right. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, again, that was as good a game as I've seen, you know, in any sport in a while. So. No, it, it, it was fun to watch. I enjoyed it. Um, and I was keeping up with as I have my computer on the side when I'm working. <laughs> yeah, it just looks like I'm also working on the computer. But just, as long as nobody comes behind, as long as nobody's behind me, I'm good to go. <laughs> I can watch whatever I want to watch. And last night I did get to see uh, enough of it to to enjoy it. And and looking forward to next year because I think it's going to be more the same. Yeah. I really do. I think. And and Candace Parker becomes the first player with three rings. Three rings from three different teams, I do believe. Yeah. And Sparks, now, Sky, now this aces. particular one is kind of like getting an A without, you know, participating in the group project. But but I I think that, you know, 
I think the rest of the group is okay with it, though. Well, here's the thing: is you don't, we don't know, as you know, as just fans of of the league or whatever, we don't know the the mental preparation that she helped with. I mean, you got to think just because she wasn't on the court contributing to, doesn't to mean points she and did rebounds not help this team. doesn't mean she didn't contribute. I, I, I don't think you have a Candace Parker in your, you know, in, in your mix and she doesn't have a positive impact. Like you said, whether she's actually playing or not. I mean, she had two rings coming into this. So, there's got to be some something good to come out of having her around your team, and and you know you can't argue with the results. You mentioned AJ Wilson, twenty four point sixteen boards. Mm, what a night! Yeah, that's. I, I mean, if you're following Willie Willie G Ramirez during the game, is someone said, "How are they doing this?" and he just simply said, "Asia." There you go. And that's all you needed to know. She wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, even as the Liberty looked like they were going to try to get away. She wouldn't let them. Would, and then they started the fourth quarter on the seven-two run, and it was, you know, I thought I thought for a second there Vegas was going to run away with it completely in the fourth quarter. But kudos to New York for, you know, sticking it out and, and continuing to fight. They just it was just a great basketball game from top to bottom, a great basketball game. So, all right, let's take a break. When hey, we, let's, let's do this. What you got? One one thing. If we don't see the in-game interviews with the coaches again, I'd be just fine with that. And yeah, I think like the coaches in, would like in literally while the during the the ball is live. Are we sure the ball is live, or they taped it during the? No, and they no, aired. no, no. The ball, the ball was, is live. The ball is live. I mean, Becky Hammond was trying to coach and reacting to stuff on the floor while yes. Did you see what Don Staley said mm-hmm. sitting behind Becky Hammond? Mm-hmm. I can yell at the refs tonight and not get a T or thrown out. <laughs> well, she can yell at them and not get a T. <laughs> she could get thrown no, out. I don't know if she can't get thrown out. Or not. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that was pretty funny. She I, said, I can't, I, I can't get teed up tonight. I, I was a little disappointed, but I understand to see her in a Phillies cap. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Oh, man. Can't overcome your upbringing. You, I <laughs> It just is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we are going to take a break. Damian Harris standing by, head coach at East Nashville and Coach's Corner. We'll get to that in just a minute. So y'all stick around here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We will take a quick break and be right back after these messages. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. 
Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated cost plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao and Maurice Patton here on this Preps Thursday edition as we are getting ready for the closing weeks of high school football season, the closing week of volleyball season, and the final few weeks of soccer for girls. Mm-hmm. We've already we've already crowned one champion, and we'll tell you about them in just a minute. Sure, but excited for our next guest as we are going to be joined by East Nashville's brand new coach, Damian Harris. Damian, what's up, man? How you guys doing? I'm doing well, hey, Coach. Um, thanks for taking some time with us this afternoon. Um, before we make a statement, let me get this straight. Y'all season opener against 
Pope Prep. Where was that game played? Uh, it was played at Pope Prep. Okay. All right. So then tomorrow night's game against Republic will be your home opener, right? Yes. Um, it's my very first game of the season at my home field. We played eight straight road games. That's a great way to get your coaching career started. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I, I guess you've kind of gotten used to the road routine, at least. Uh, yeah. I, I tell the boys all the time, you know, um, the whole goal is to win the state at the end. In order to play in the state, you got to play on the road. So that's how we've been looking at everything. So you've had plenty of practice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Six and two on the road um what what how do you feel like or how do you try to get these guys to handle the excitement of tomorrow night you know being at home for the first time all year being on the new surface i know there's i, I know everybody's fired up for that yeah um it's it's actually been it's been pretty good um they really excited flying around and practicing stuff but it's like trying to shake up a can and open it because they haven't played, like I said, we haven't played on the field at all. And now we have a new turf field, uh, thanks to the mayor and stuff. So uh, we're really excited. Yeah, you know, when you talk about these turf fields, one of the things a lot of people talk about, especially at the high school level, is how much faster it can be for know for the players and that seems coach like it's going to play in your favor the way that you guys run the football yeah I definitely hope it helps us more than hurt us um, we need um, a lot of extra help with the speed uh, I think we got some good guys that got a lot of speed and like you said hopefully it'll make them just a tad bit faster or maybe mentally it'll make them faster you know what was it your guy Eli Manning said on that commercial? Think fast, run, run fast, fast, or yeah, something like fast, that. Think fast, run fast. Fast yeah, chat. Ch fast chat, yeah. So um, <laughs> I'm not sure how much help your guys need, though, Coach. But again, um, six and two started off um, five and zero, oh, ran into a couple of roadblocks back to back with Franklin Road Academy and Smyrna. Mm -hmm. um, what do you feel like your guys learned in those two losses? Uh, I Actually, um, like I tell them, every loss, if you don't learn anything from it, then it wasn't even worth playing. Uh, but I think I had some guys really grow up. Uh, my quarterback, he really grew up against uh, FRA. He threw for like 300 yards, which I didn't think he would ever do. Um, <laughs> and uh, my running backs, they all starting to get the feel of um, pressing the hole more instead of trying to bounce everything and um, take what's given to them. So I think they learned that. Yeah, I mean, you're averaging just, what, right at 75 yards a game-ish, maybe, <laughs> throwing the ball. So that's not really your calling card because you guys run the ball a lot. Had 312 yards last week against Cane Ridge. Have, have eclipsed 200 in all but two games this year. Yeah, um, well, the thing, the, the passing game will work out if <laughs> the running backs don't always break some of the runs. I got right. Yeah, <laughs> they I got don't have time two, to pass it. 
I got two great um, sophomore running backs in KJ Johnson and Keelan Anderson. Uh, they've been toting it a lot. Um, and my receivers, for some reason, they don't mind blocking for them a lot. So um, you can't get big runs if your receivers don't block. But um, receiving-wise and quarterback-wise, we like throwing it. Uh, we had some big plays throwing here and there. Um, but for some reason, my running backs keep making big runs, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Damian Harris, first-year East Nashville co coach, joining us here on Coach's Corner on yeah. Main Street Sports today. And, Coach, um, you know, first-year head coach is stepping into a program that's had a lot of success, back-to-back -back Class 3A state runner-up finishes mm -hmm. under Jamal Stewart, who's – having a great year down at Centennial yes. CCCHS. But, um, you know, what What was it like stepping into that situation, especially, again, as a first-time head coach and with, you know, the expectations that have been created by the past success that East Nashville has had? Uh, well, stepping in, you know, anytime, first time doing anything, it's – it's going to be a lot of bumps in a row. Um, but I've been an associate head coach under Coach Bernetti and, uh, at Pearl Cone, and he's been grooming me for a long time, uh, getting me prepared for anything that comes my way, uh, and show me ins and outs of um, being a head coach. He's still on me now about different things. He helped me out a lot. Um, <laughs> speaking of Jamal, a good guy, He um, Jamal hit me out a whole lot. He told me who I could count on, uh, what I need to do, what players to look out for, and stuff like that. Um, but um, no matter what somebody tell you, it's nothing until you do it yourself. Um, so that's been one of the main things, trying to make sure I uh, get the players to buy, buy into my system and uh, my mindset. What's been the biggest um challenge for you in terms of, you know, nobody can tell you a lot, so much of it you have to learn on your own. What's been the biggest adjustment that you've had to make? Uh, the, big, the biggest adjustment is just uh, adjusting to the uh, the kids and the players. Um, when you, you know, come into a new place, um, some of the players, they haven't been around you. So I'm still trying to well, I was still trying to get to know a lot of the players and, um, like, who you can count on when it's clutch, like maybe throwing a pass or who's going to be the guy to make that big tackle, make an interception. Um, so just getting to know the players, uh, that's been real big. Luckily, I, I got some good um, assistant coaches that's, that's down to fight with me. Uh, my old line coach, Coach Brian Curry, did a great job. So that's why the running game is going well. And then uh, my D coordinator, Cameron Watkins, this is his first year, Vanderbilt um, alum. Um, he's doing a great job. The defense has been scoring a lot of points for me as well. So they've both been making it easy. You know, Coach, when you step into a situation like this, when where they have had so much success, mm -hmm. there's an expectation there of success. Yes. And I guess that expectation remains regardless of who is at the top. Um, how do you keep rolling what they've had rolling while, you know, 
not necessarily trying to put your stamp on it, but, you know, just continuing to lead them in that direction. Well, uh, I, I tell the boys all the time, uh, we can't live off the uh, past players' legacy. Like, we got to create our own legacy. And um, But the bar is set real high, and that's what we plan to try to keep it. Um, we don't plan on trying to fall off anytime soon. And the goal is to make it back to the state and hopefully win it this time, uh, trying to bring a gold ball back instead of a silver. Um, just getting there is hard. So by uh, Coach Stewart and his staff getting there two years in a row, that, that's big value. You mentioned your defense scoring some points. Coach, you got 18 takeaways, 14 of them interceptions. You got some ball hawks in the defensive backfield, huh? Yeah, um, like I said, Coach Cam Watkins, he's – I put him up as one of the best DB coaches if I had to. He was a great DB. Uh, he played for me when he was in high school, and he played college ball at Illinois as well as Vanderbilt. Um, and that's one thing he – DBs is his thing. He's, <laughs> he don't play about that. You know, he's real detailed and makes sure they know all their assignments. So. The more people like to throw, the more interceptions we can get. Hmm. I don't know. It's kind of like uh, kicking to some certain kids. I don't know why you would throw it. Why do you keep throwing it? I don't know why. Yeah, I, would I, mean, just, I would just take my chances running the football, I guess. I mean, 14 interceptions in eight games, it's clearly a no-fly zone back there. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, Coach, uh, I was going to ask you about about the turf. Uh, what? How do you feel like that will impact you guys? Um, you know, as far as in game, or does it does it impact preparation wise too? They get to actually practice on their field now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, it's going to help uh, us out a lot. Like you said, we haven't even been able to practice on the field. And, so where have you guys here, been practicing? Yeah, here at East Nashville, we don't even have a practice field. So we've had to practice at a parks. Um, we had to go to a park, two different parks, and practice. Uh, we didn't have a field goal in some of the parks. Luckily, uh, one of the parks um, let us use, so we weren't able to uh, draw lines down. So some of my kids' alignment and stuff was way off. Uh, so, you know, just running a 10-yard out, we guessing. There's 10 yards, or you know, we put the cones out there to make sure it's 10 yards. So, uh, like I said, coming in to your first year, no home games, no practice field, no field, uh, no field goal post, we're going through a lot. So, to be sick and two, I'm really excited. That's what I was going to ask you about. In spite of all that, yeah, to be six and two heading into your final two games of the regular season, I mean, that's um. That's a lot. Yeah, it, it's a, a whole lot. Uh, like I said, the, the guys, I mean, it's like uh, water on their back. They don't even really think about it. But um, as coaches, you know, you don't want to bring it up. You just tell them uh, we got to go through the circumstances. Everything ain't going to be nice and smooth. So I was always taught uh, rough hands don't wear rings. So we got to grind a little bit. That's a, that's a great quote right there. Uh, East Nashville, Coach Damian Harris, his team is 6-2 and two overall, 2-0 two and o in Region 5, Class 3A, with a couple of region games to go. Republic 
on Friday, which will be also be their their homecoming and it's homecoming. So that's exciting. Their home opener and their homecoming and it's homecoming. Yeah, so, that, that's goodness yeah. gracious. Um, Coach, y'all got a lot going on tomorrow night. Yeah. So with all that going on, I just want to win. I, I bet you do. Understandable. Coach, we appreciate you taking time with us today. It's been a, a, a pleasure, and we look forward to seeing that new turf. It is beautiful. Uh, they had, they did a great job with it, and there's, there's no question there. So, again, we appreciate you taking time and, and look forward to, to talking with you again soon. Okay, I appreciate you guys. Thanks, Coach. All right, well, we got some hardware to hand out as – the end to win life team of the week. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports custom stone handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. Contact them today at 931-490-4990 or just visit customstonehandlers.com. No? You know, when you come back from the state tournament, with a little hardware, you typically wind up team of the week. <laughs> almost always. Um, almost, yeah. Sometimes we've had we've had two or three that we had to pick from, mm -hmm. unfortunately. But generally speaking, you win a state championship in a week, you're going to be our team of the week. And it's no exception for the Summertown Girls Golf Team, which did that for the sixth straight year. Um, holding off Kingston, shot a six two. Six times. Yeah, six times. Six. That's right. Um, held off Kingston by five strokes to win the Class A Girls Golf State Championship last week up at Sevierville. And, um, man, it's a dynasty. Congratulations to John Campbell and the Lady Eagles. Campbell, that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Wonder why? Nah, can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Our MTBJ Mid Tennessee Bone Joint Athlete of the Week also comes from Summertown Golf. Also comes from Summertown Girls Golf. Also, last name Campbell. <laughs> Carly, the Kentucky commit, um, after finishing as state runner-up in Class A for the previous four years, finally punched through and. Um, one by five strokes over Kingston's Briley Krause. So um, Carly finishing up her high school career with a state title and congratulations to her. I mean, that's, um, that's a sign of, you know, persistence and resilience and all that other stuff. Um, as John was saying, when we talked over the weekend, if it hadn't been for Gordonsville, Sophie Linder, she'd have probably had five because she finished second to Sophie in each of those four mm -hmm. years, Sophie's now playing down at Ole Miss, and and I think they'll I asked, see each other again. Yeah, I, I think I asked John last year if they were sending her a graduation gifts. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, and I don't know if he did or not. But but yeah, um, I imagine there will be as many people glad to see Carly move on as they were to see Sophie move on. But yeah, um, congratulations to Carly, our um, Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint Athlete of the Week this week. What? 
take us to the next segment. If you take us mind. to the next segment. I'm to the next break. I apologize. Oh, yeah, you, no, you no, haven't no, seen that's the okay. chat. No, I had not. Um, when we come back here on Main Street Sports today, we will be. What is our next segment? Goodness, I, I'm, we've got I, all kinds. We've of got things. some college stuff yeah. that we're going to talk about. Kind of. Um, tie up some loose ends, not necessarily college football, just college athletics, kind of front office stuff, if you will. So, yeah, um, stay tuned here as Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, continues. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Maurice Patton. That's Chris Yao. We are in the Lee Company studio here as we bring you our Thursday show. And as we mentioned, going into the break, stop me if you heard this. (laughs) NCAA investigating Michigan football. Um, YahooSports.com is reporting that the NCAA is investigating the Michigan football program, now this is new, for allegedly violating rules that prohibit teams from scouting in person 
future opponents. The allegation pertains to an NCAA bylaw which reads off-campus in-person scouting of future opponents in the same season is prohibited. Big Ten Conference received notification from the NCAA that the organization is conducting an investigation into the Wolverines. A league spokesperson said said spokesperson declined to confirm declined to confirm any more details. Um. Okay, so <laughs> this is one of this is a situation where it, it's it's really funny because of the timing. I don't know if you have seen Ohio State uh, recently put out a tweet about how if you see the Goodyear blimp, it's likely piloted by Buckeye fans because it's a Goodyear and it, it's a an Ohio company, mm -hmm. and so apparently most of the pilots, if not all of them, are are Buckeye fans. Wow. And okay. Someone from I guess it was Clemson on their message board was like. I wonder if Ohio State uses the Goodyear blimp to like spy on opponents. And oh. now it's Michigan oh. who is under fire for, for spying, spying on, on opponents. opponents. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Goodness. Late Wednesday afternoon, the Big Ten and University of Michigan were notified by the NCAA that the NCAA was investigating allegations of, of sign stealing by the University of Michigan football program, according to the Big Ten in a release. The Big Ten Conference has notified Michigan State University and future opponents. The Big Ten Conference considers the integrity of competition to be of utmost importance and will continue to monitor the investigation. The conference will have no further comment at this time. Okay, so teams get extensive video footage. At issue is whether Michigan used unnamed individuals to attend games of both scheduled opponents and possible CFP opponents in an effort to get clearly not TCU <laughs> in an effort to gather information on the signs they use to call both offensive and defensive plays. So I guess in that extensive video that is provided, there is no video of the sidelines, so you can't necessarily see what's Correct. being signaled in from the sidelines on the video that you see. Correct. And nor should you. Look, sign stealing is not illegal, okay? That's not illegal. If you can figure out the other team's signs, then Well, if you, you can see them, yeah. But... But taking video and matching it with the video of the plays is is scouting. That is in-person scouting. You can't do that. Scouting opponents in person has been prohibited since 1994. Whether the NCAA believes Michigan was using staffers or others who may be loyal to the program is unknown. So, too, is whether information was detailed via video or some other means, or if head coach Jim Harbaugh is involved. Well, I mean, he's got to be involved. Does he? 
Yeah. Plausible deniability, baby. What did you know and when did you know? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I guess whether or not he told them to go or something, (laughs) but I mean, you don't just, somebody doesn't just say, oh yeah, they're running this and you don't ask why. How do you know that? Trust me. That's just that, no. That's, two of Michigan's opponents this, this season. That, that's told, what I was about to read. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Two of Michigan's opponents this season told Yahoo Sports they became aware that Michigan knew their play signs. Sign stealing does not violate NCAA rules unless the team uses in-game electronic equipment to relay the information to players on the field or amongst coaches. The 2023 NCAA football rulebook addresses sign stealing in a general way under a section titled Prohibited Field Equipment. It states that any attempt to record, either through audio or video means, any signals given by an opposing player, coach, or other team personnel is prohibited. No corresponding penalty is listed. So, okay, it's, all, it's illegal, but what if happens you do if it, I do it? Stop me, I guess. <laughs> Well, and and again, yes, video makes sense. But like if I can watch you and I see you do the same thing twice and then you run the same that play twice. Then what you did corresponds to that play. Yeah. Yeah, But if I see it, that's Mm -hmm. fine. But I can't video it, go back and And try to break it down. And that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's... It's very interesting, and the at the same time, though, and uh, Ross Dellinger and Dan Wetzel do a good job with this story as I'm scanning through it here on 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 air. Stealing those signs has been a gray area in the past, and teams routinely switch up their signals to guard against it. So, I mean, why are you using the same signals in October that you did on Labor Day weekend, Brian Mack? of MGO blog uh, quotes, the league told MSU it has reviewed film that showed UM clearly knowing what play an opposing team is going to run before the play occurs. He says, I'm apparently part of this conspiracy because I often knew what play Minnesota was going to run before it occurred. There you go. And so MGO blog getting ready to get fined too then. Yeah. uh, (laughs) This is interesting, man. And and look, this is, this has been a wild ride for Michigan this year. Has it not? Yeah. Michigan is already under NCAA investigation (laughs) for a series of level two rule violations that include Harbaugh meeting with recruits during a COVID dead period, using too many coaches in practice and watching player workouts on zoom. The school suspended Harbaugh for the first three games of the season after a negotiated resolution between the school and the NCAA for a four-game suspension collapse. The case is expected to be heard after the 2023 season. Hmm. So again, Michigan and the NCAA, the saga continues. Yeah, now, not the only thing with the NCAA involved in the last two days, no. as Oklahoma State coach Mike Boynton has demanded the NCAA apologize <laughs> after Kansas receives light punishment. Good for him. Good luck in getting said apology, but yeah, I mean, good for him for it, demanding it. Yeah. 
you know, for standing up for his team and his players and his program. I, I admire that. Like I said, he's not going to get the apology. But they deserve one. I Absolutely. So this is this is so great. I'm, I'm sitting here, and, and he did it at Media Day, too. Like, he didn't do this in front of his people. No, he did it in front of God and everybody. everybody. God and everybody. There you go. <laughs> so, I, this is uh, fantastic. Well done, Mike Boynton. Just basically said, look, I mean, y'all, y'all killed us, mm-hmm. and they got off light. The, I mean, this is this goes back to the Tarkanian. You know, the NCAA so pissed off at Kentucky that they're going to put Cleveland State on probation for another year. I mean, yep. that's that's where this gets to. And, yeah, I, I mean, Mike Boynton has been very outspoken regarding his disdain for the NCAA ever since, you know, Oklahoma State cooperated with the NCAA a couple of years ago on a situation, and and they still got smacked. And he said, you know, never again. And everybody at Oklahoma State agreed with him. We'll, we'll never, we'll never cooperate on anything again, and nobody else should either. Tennessee said, well, we understand, but. Uh, no. <laughs> Tennessee didn't cooperate. Tennessee sicked the NCAA <laughs> on themselves. That's right. But those were extenuating circumstances. Mike, Mike Boynton, eight days ago on Twitter, his, okay, I need, I, I, need, I need to read these to you in order. All right. <laughs> so on October 6th, go pokes with a picture of uh, just, just says orange power. That's it. October 7th. Eyeball emoji, go pokes with the with, with the hat emoji. All right. Four days later, this is what he says. I stand by every word I've said in the past. That's all. Going back on do not disturb. I've got practice. <laughs> this is my dude. I'm almost, I think I'm going to become an Oklahoma State basketball fan. Basketball. <laughs> Qualifying. Because... Mike Boynton may be that dude. I'm here for it. Talking about the Kansas infraction case, um, at Sports Radio 810 tweeted, um, I'm happy for Dewan Harris Jr. and Kevin McCullough and even the new guys, Hunter Dickinson, that they don't have to suffer for something that somebody else may have done in the past. He adds that he was also really disappointed that the guys he was coaching at the time had to go through that. Mm. So yeah, um, good for him. Just just continue to be that burr under the NCAA saddle, because you know any <laughs> anytime it's the NCAA against somebody. With rare exception, I'm for the somebody. Almost always. So, yeah. Interesting stuff. In uh, in keeping with that theme, I am lockstep with James Madison and Attorney General of Virginia, Jason Myers. That is a really weird way to spell Myers. M-I-Y-A-R-E-S. 
It's almost like Myers. I think it might be Myers. <laughs> M-I-Y-A-R-E-S? Yeah, it, it may actually be. I don't, I don't know how to say it. I'm just mm. saying that it's a, it could be one or the other. I don't know. I'm not familiar. Either way, Jason sent a letter to the NCAA <laughs> saying, hey, man, JMU's done everything you said. Why, why can't we get a waiver to, to, to be bowl eligible? We've won six games. We're 6-0. and oh. I mean, come on. NCAA President Charlie Baker sends back a letter. Thank you for reaching out, sharing your thoughts regarding James Madison University's transition to football bowl subdivision. Congratulations to James Madison on a 6-0 start. Now, James Madison is in the two-year transition period. They're in year two, as is Jacksonville State. A lot of folks don't realize that. It's first year Jacksonville State's played FBS football, but they transitioned last year. That's why they were ineligible for the A-Sun Championship and had to make their own trophy. Okay. <laughs> Did they? Yes. They made their own trophy that said unofficial A-Sun champs. <laughs> it was mm. great. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Central Florida meet Jacksonville State. Okay. Well, at least we won the games on the field. We beat everybody in the A-Sun. Everybody. Now we may have done it with ten extra scholarship players. Twenty. <laughs> no, they only got they only did seventy five last year, eighty five this year. Oh. So they did ten up and ten up. Mm. So <laughs> anyway, Jack Jack State also in year two of transition. Just FYI to make sure everybody knows. That. <laughs> Full disclosure. Yeah. <laughs> Under the recent direction of the Division One Transformation Committee. They, they've reviewed all the FBS membership requirements, of course, with the, the $5 million ante up, you know, and all of those sorts of things. Basically, they say, too bad, so sad. Here's what Baker writes, and according to Football Scoop. Well, I'm reading the letter. What you got? The current two-year transition period was intended to provide adequate time for schools to demonstrate they have met the necessary requirements to become an FBS member and adjust to the increased requirements for student-athlete support in addition to FBS competition. This timeline is intentional and membership-driven and applies to all schools that transition from FCS to FBS. It looks like to me they demonstrated it. This is my problem. Is the rule basically says you have to demonstrate that you are a member in good standing of FBS. Basically yeah. capable of competing at the FBS level. I don't know how 6-0 doesn't qualify. <laughs> I mean, this team could go undefeated and not go to a bowl. They would miss out on a, on a New Year's Six Bowl, potentially. JMU is 14 and 3 since moving up, 9 and 2 in Sunbelt. You know what the worst part is? Liberty got a waiver to move from FCS to FBS without joining a conference to become an independent member. And Liberty actually received a waiver from the NCAA in order to do that. So James Madison fans are livid. livid. <laughs> but here's the big picture. You've got now two AGs who have sent letters to the NCAA in the last two months. If Charlie Baker don't watch out, that class action lawsuit is fixing to come a lot faster than, than they realize. 
But again, you know, as we have said on this show and as we have said off air, does getting political involvement in the NCAA make things better or worse? In these situations, I think it's better. I mean, you're, if you're but you can't pick the situations. I mean, once you once you let them in, once you bring them in, they're in. But I mean, honestly, I'm not sure who I would rather have. I, the, well, I mean, it's certainly the lesser of two evils. Sure. And, and I think that that's that's kind of the situation I think we're about to find ourselves in. Well, I mean, you've already got them talking about NIL and, and transfer portal in Washington this week. And Ish. some of the comments that have come out of that have, have been quite telling in terms of how little those people know about college athletics. <laughs> what do you mean? You, you mean that if I drop a pass, I can't I, I can't lose my scholarship? Dude, that's 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 been since the beginning of time, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, do we have Terry? Do we know? Uh, Terry is in fact in. Yeah. Terry is in. Okay, so let's wrap up this segment of Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. And when we return to the Lee Company Studio, we will be joined by Titan Insider Terry McCormick with his top of the hour titans update so let's do that right now since 1975 mid-tennessee bone and joint clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of middle tennessee residents the trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs the walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at MidTennessee Bone Joint Clinic. Y'all, I'm serious right now. They have a dragon here. I saw it. What? No, 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 they don't. There's no such thing as dragons. I swear, I saw it. It had huge claws. Get out of here. It had eyes at the Big as the moon. Come on, I'll show you. Wait up! <gasps> See that? We're almost there. Whoa! I told you so. That is a dragon. Got yeah, almost. Got yeah. Welcome back into Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are in the Lee Company Studios here in Columbia. That's Chris Yao. I'm Maurice Patton. And joining us now to give us the midweek, off-week update on the Tennessee Titans, we have Titan insider Terry McCormick. Um, this update is powered by Zen Sports. Terry, talk to us. Guys, it is your... Titan Insider Daily Report, and it's powered by Zen Sports. Like you said, changing the bonus game for the better. 
The Titans wrapped up their bye week practices today, so the players will be off starting tomorrow, and they won't report back until Tuesday. So I'm sure a good part of this week, because there was no media access, a good part of this week was spent trying to figure out which quarterback needs to start against the Atlanta Falcons if indeed Brian Tannehill is out. Uh, my thought on that is this. You know, I think when Mike Brable said the other day that he didn't really know which one, that he it would either be Malik Willis or it would be uh, Will Levis, I think he was probably telling the truth. And I think the thing of it is they've got to get both these guys ready. They have both have both of these guys fully knowledgeable in what they're going into in the game plan going into this game next weekend against the Atlanta Falcons because they really don't know what they have in either guy. You know, we've seen a little bit of Malik Willis. Uh, we saw, you know, last year how unready he was in terms of the rawness that he had. We haven't seen anything of Will Levis since the preseason. So I think you have to be Early able pre-season. to make a decision before next Sunday, obviously, on which one of these guys is going to start. But I think you have to be ready to pull the plug if it's not going the way you think. If Will Levis gets the start and the moment's too big for him and he looks like Rusty Smith out there from 2010, you got to be Rusty ready Smith to, catching to go in at a moment's notice. And vice versa. If, if Malik Willis looks like he did last year or looks like he did at times on Sunday holding the ball and not having the pocket presence, you better have Will Levis ready to, to you know, lay down the clipboard or the iPad or whatever it is they use these days and put on a helmet and go play. So it very well could be a situation where both these guys could see some action. Terry, what we're not going to do on this show <laughs> is we are not going to slander Rusty Smith, former Grace Christian Academy of Franklin football coach. We're, we're not going to do that. Rusty's a good dude. I'm Rusty. I'm, but I'm sure Rusty would probably tell you, too, that his – his first NFL start didn't go the way he wanted it. It, it did, but at <laughs> yeah. least he did try to throw a ball to Randy Moss, which was more than anybody else on this team did. Thanks <laughs> to him for that. That is absolutely true. It's not his fault that Randy got an OPI on the play. Well, and R- Randy was probably so ill-prepared for the pass because, again, nobody else had thrown one to him. It's like, what the hell is this? Yeah, somebody's throwing to me? That's a ball. That's a ball. what that brown oblong thing was that was coming at him. Coming at him. (laughs) No, seriously. And you you make a heck of a point because whichever, if if Tannehill is not available, then whichever of those guys is not number one is number two. And he's one snap away. I actually saw, I saw someone on Twitter opine that the Titans are trying to I guess groom Malik to be a backup because they don't feel like it, that's why Will Levis doesn't come in is because the, the, the that that Will will be the starter where Malik is a reliever and their preparation is different so they're trying they they, they want Malik to come in in the middle of the game or whatever I, I don't know if that's if that's accurate I, I think it's it's certainly a thought process that it's a theory know, it, so I, I don't know it's just thought it was interesting yeah. Might buy that to a certain extent, but here's the thing with that. This team for years, you know, and it's basically been since Mike Brable's been the head coach for the most part, has kind of neglected the backup quarterback spot. I mean, look, 
You guys know this as well as I do. Guys like Tyrod Taylor and uh, Case Keenum, those guys are a dime a dozen, but they and they they switch teams every two or three years, but they have value because they can come in and finish a game for you and know what to do. You don't have to worry about it too much. They actually found a guy like that last year at the end of the season when Josh Dobbs played much better, I think, than anyone could have ever anticipated. Did they re-sign him? No, they didn't re-sign him. I don't understand it. They, you know, looking back, and I know, I know it's hindsight, you know, and that's always 2020. But I think they'd be in a lot less desperate a situation going into this Falcons game if Josh Dobbs was still on this roster. It's not hindsight because we said it here. Mm -hmm. We didn't mm -hmm. understand why that wasn't one of the first orders of business at the end of the season was re-signing Josh Dobbs. Said it should have been. Yeah, one of the first orders of business. So, yeah, Terry, I think um, at this point, because we're not going to know anything about quarterback probably until kickoff against Atlanta, um, we've gotten to the bye week without trailing Burks. Uh, and have we gotten any kind of indication as to whether or not he may be ready for Atlanta? He's supposed to be. In fact, Brable said that uh, they expected him to practice this week. So he's going to get some reps with Levis and Willis this week in anticipation that he's going to be out there when they play the Falcons. And certainly a welcome addition. You'd like to see it with Ryan Tannehill and see them actually have all their weapons together at once to see if it would work. But uh, as they say, it is what it is. Absolutely. Terry, tell us about Zen Sports. Gladly. Zen Sports is the new sports book in Tennessee, and it's revolutionizing the way you earn sports betting rewards. With Zen Sports, your rewards are cash rewards. You bet with real money, and now you're rewarded with it too. Earn a whopping 5% cash back welcome bonus for your first 15 days when you sign up with the code MAINSTREET, M-A-I-N-S-T. Keep betting and keep earning every month after that with up to 3% cash back rewards on your betting volume. Best of all, earn cash commission on referral bets with the Zen Sports Referral Rewards Program. Zen Sports, betting just got better. When you sign up for Zen Sports, use the code Main Street, M-A-I-N-S-T. Gambling problem, call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. <laughs> Smiles. These are the healthy smiles of real Delta Dental members. Folks with access to the nation's largest network of dentists and low deductible plans with 100% preventive care coverage, all backed by over 65 years of expertise. Go online or give us a call to learn about affordable individual plans that meet your needs. 1-855-844-0445. They have a dragon here. I saw it. What? But no, they don't. There's no such thing as dragons. I swear, I saw it. It had huge claws. Get out of here. It had eyes as big as the moon. Come on, I'll show you. Wait up. <gasps> Do you hear that? We're almost there. Whoa! I told you so. That is a dragon. Even 
before switching lanes, drivers should keep their eyes out for those traveling on bikes when a crash occurs. Keep your eyes open when the crash occurs, Mo. Absolutely. Never a dull moment here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint as we return to the Lee Company Studios here in Columbia. That's Chris Yao. I'm Maurice Patton. And in anticipation of the third Saturday in October, here on the third Thursday in October, we will visit now with Dave Hooker of Off the Hook Sports, the Dave Hooker as we've pointed out on numerous occasions. And he he, shy, he shies away from that designation, but I, I like it. So, Dave, welcome to the show. Appreciate you, man. How's it going? Hey, I'm fantastic. Uh, thanks for having me. I always enjoy it. No, thank you, man. Hey, um, before we um, get too deep into Tennessee, Alabama, I want to mention we are speaking with author Dave Hooker of yeah, the book uh, Celebrate '98. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that whole author thing, uh, but yeah, um, I did uh, decide to write a book. It's kind of a uh, passion project that I've been uh, working on for actually about five years, and compiled a bunch of interviews. Now, none of this is rehashing. This is all fresh. Uh, stuff as I uh, interviewed anybody from Al Wilson to Philip Boomer to David Cutcliffe uh, to Fred White uh, and Celebrate 98, uh, the untold stories behind Tennessee's 1998 National Championship. And uh, you can order it wherever you like to buy books or if you would like an autographed uh, copy that comes directly from me and Amazon doesn't steal a bunch of money, then you can go to offthehooksports.com and there's a place uh, where you can order uh the book right there and um but either way i would love for people to to give it a read Mo, i'll send you one and uh see what you think but i'll say this it, it's really as much about the bond between those players which i don't know that we'll ever see again with nil and transfer portal um it, it was a, a pretty special group that would cobble together money on a sunday to be able to have a barbecue because the cafeteria closed sunday morning they really didn't get money like everybody thinks and uh they're a special group that is still highly highly bonded to this very day so it was something i certainly enjoyed doing can i tell you dave um i would imagine one of the the great bond forming experiences with that 98 group was you know i was around that team in 95 and 96 and they didn't necessarily get as much done in the years leading up to 98 as they probably felt like they should have and i imagine that really you know in the off season leading into that 98 national championship season had a lot to do with you know how they were able to to persevere through that year and get it done. Yeah, on on the field, you're 110% right. I think what they got done back in that 90, even 94 class, and that was before recruiting rankings and, and all that stuff that sometimes we can detest, um, but they laid the foundation of guys that were not only really good players out of the Atlanta area, out of the Carolinas, but they were really good people too. And yeah, there, there was, there was a sense of 
hey, listen, the coaches didn't really dictate the depth chart. I mean, it's, it was well chronicled in my book that Al Wilson or Fred White or some other players would go and say, that guy's not ready to play. And he wouldn't play. Um, and um, it's just it, it was just a really neat group. Um, maybe we'll see it again one day, but I'm not sure that we will. And, and I ask everyone I interviewed to a man on and off the record, Mo, and so I'll share this with you. But, uh, yeah, you guys got money, didn't you, right? You guys got some money, right? No, they, I mean, they really didn't. They'd have to cobble together, together money to be able to eat on a Sunday afternoon, and they'd have a barbecue at a, a local park there close to campus. And, yeah, they, they, they were broke. Um, and um, it, it makes me glad that NIL is around now, but it also makes me wonder if you'll still have that, that, that bond that you had back then. Yeah, nothing bring you closer together than broke. Than broke. <laughs> there is very little, very yeah. few things in this world that will bring a group of people closer together than being broke together. I'm telling you. It's just, <laughs> if it's, if it's, if, imagine you, me, and Mo, we're covered in game, and um, we see a Taco Bell, uh, but there's no ATM, and they don't take credit cards. And we're like, how much you got? I got three dollars. How much you got? I got five dollars. Well, I got nothing, so it's a bunch of tacos. That's that's, and not to make an Arian Foster reference because he referenced Taco Bell, but that's literally how that group was. So it was, it was pretty neat to to uh, get to know those guys. Well, Saturday in Tuscaloosa, they this this Alabama Tennessee game. Hopefully, Tennessee does what it did last year and can come out on top and i'm curious dave one your your just overarching thoughts but is this a is this a tennessee team who can go on the road into tuscaloosa into a hostile environment like that and get a win yes i mean i i think they can and i understand the griping and the frustration frustration around this offense throwing a lot of screens and they're not they're not showing a lot of faith in, in Joe Milton, but you know, they're running the, the same offense, but with different plays. So they're running the football at an elite level. They're top 10 in both yards per carry and yards per game in the nation, not in the sec. And I know the, the, you know, wide receiver screen isn't as sexy as Jalen Hyatt catching an 80-yard pass downfield as it was last year, but they don't have Jalen Hyatt. We probably underestimated him a little bit. We probably gave Josh Heupel too much credit for that offense last year. But give him some credit for adjusting. I mean, if Cooper Mays isn't hurt in that Florida game, I think you're talking about an undefeated SEC team with limitations at quarterback and not the same star power, especially with Drew McCoy out for the season that you had at wide receiver. Uh, this defensive front seven is world better than it was two years ago and way better than it was just last year. I'm enjoying watching this as an X's and O's guy, how this is developing. And I've got as much or more respect for Josh Heupel as a head coach, other than maybe giving Nico a shot, that's the one caveat that I disagree with him on. Um, I've got as much respect for him or more as I did this time last year. 
Yeah, you mentioned this team is this team is definitely a run first, and they've been a run first offense since Josh Heupel got there. That that is a nationally, it is a, a very big misconception. But <laughs> this is right. a, this is a team that ran for 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 two hundred and thirty something yards against the number eight rush defense in the country last week, but still only scored thirteen points. Got to put points on the board. You can't can't expect to win in Tuscaloosa doing, you know, not being able to put points up? Well, okay, let me say this. I agree with you, but I'm going to play devil's advocate for just a second. So you have a an Alabama program as a whole that wants to go back to ball control. You know, Lane Kiffin comes in way back when, almost 10 years ago now, and turns them into a tempo offense, which you never thought you'd see Nick Saban do. So is this offense, as long as they don't make mistakes, I mean, that'll undermine either one of these teams in this game if there's turnovers or mistakes. And mm-hmm. and unfortunately for Tennessee, we've seen recently Joe Milton's had some slip-ups. And we know Jalen Milrow did last year, quarterback for Alabama. But um, is this kind of not the team that you would want to go to this type of environment, a a running football team that might be able to create a score on defense. Again, I, I agree with what you said. You'd rather be averaging 80 points a game. But this is the type of team that I think keeps you in a game, unlike when Tennessee got off kilter early against Georgia in a hostile environment last year, just everything went off the rails. Um, and I'm not even counting South Carolina because there were issues off the field leading up to that week. But – you know, Tennessee has to prove that they can play well on the road. I think Cooper Mays, I, I, I think I told you guys he was the most important player on this team considering his backup or lack thereof. He's back. Um, this is an elite running football team, and I think that's going to prove out for the remainder of the season. Dave Hooker from Off the Hook Sports joining us here on Main Street Sports today, <laughs> presented by Mid-Tennessee Bowling Joint. Um Dave, you talk about this running game, and and like you said, it's not as sexy as what UT fans got used to offensively last year. But when you've got, you know, three guys that can be the guy on any given Saturday, that's certainly something that has to be a comfort from an offensive standpoint for Tennessee going into this ballgame. Agreed. And you know, Dylan Sampson is probably the guy with the most spark. Um, I'm gonna go old school if you don't if you don't mind though. You can probably you can easily follow along with this because I think I'm just a couple of years older than you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a couple. Right? Just a couple. So, you know, we, you know, we, we don't have to share ages here, no. but I mean, to me, Sampson reminds me of the kind of the Charlie Garner type. And I'm going to use two different uh, tailback groupings. And Jalen Wright kind of reminds me of the Travis Henry type because he runs angry, he runs mean. And then uh, Jabari Small is a very good tailback. Uh, I had trouble finding a comparison with him. I'm still working on that one. But you've got three guys that are all very good in just running between the tackles, but Samson can do a little bit more. 
And if you remember, it was about this time last year when Tennessee started lining Princeton fan up the fullback. Uh, they did uh, on on the goal line. They did an end around play. They did some different things. They did a couple of wheel routes to put the safety in a really difficult position. So I think Josh Heupel knows that he's he's got to put on the coaching cap a little bit more than he had to uh, last week with with a solid win against A and M. And I just get the feeling he'll he'll manufacture a touchdown. I don't know if it'll be two. But I get the feeling he'll manufacture a touchdown with an, uh, an inept uh, either series of play calls or a play call. And um, I think he's still got that in his bag. And as you said, you know, with, with an Alabama offense that has not been what they're used to, this could turn out to be kind of a ball control type ball game. And if it does, Maybe that tips in Tennessee's direction, um, given what they've been able to do in the ground game. Well, and I was talking to uh, Jacob Warren on, on the Ball Report, I had a weekly podcast with him, um, and I, I said, going back to the way you guys won that Alabama game, not just that you won it, how much to, to this day does that help with confidence in tight games? And he says, it, it still does. And so if Tennessee's in a, a close ball game um, in which it's, a, you know, let's say in the 20s, even uh, high teens, um, I, I think Tennessee is, is well-equipped to win that type of football game. You know, I think the question is both the quarterbacks. It's pretty simple. I, I wouldn't be stunned to see Jalen Milrow break out of uh, a semi-shell and continue to get better and score five touchdowns. Also wouldn't be surprised to see him turn the ball over three times. Um, Joe Milton, I feel like I, I, I know what he is and what he's going to bring to the table. He just can't make any of those mistakes he's made recently. So as long as that's not a factor in the game, um, yeah, I think the, the quarterbacks will have a, a huge, huge impact and, uh, I'm, I'm sure who I'd rather have one in. <laughs> Dave Hooker, Off the Hook Sports, joining us here on Main Street Sports today. Dave, it's the third Saturday in October. I know you're in high demand. Um, we appreciate you taking some time with us this afternoon. And um, what do you think? What's your prediction, Saturday? Okay. Well, let's start this with I'm the worst at predicting games, and that's why I do not gamble. And I heard your uh, uh, Zen Sports promo earlier. I won't share my my promo code. But uh, the reason I don't gamble is because I'm bad at predicting games, Mo. I like to think I'm good at some other things, maybe reporting here and there. Mm-hmm. But I've just got this weird feeling that uh, Tennessee is going to have a couple of plays in Josh Heupel's back pocket that he didn't have to use for A&M, and Tennessee's going to win this game. By logical reason, I should think so. I think Tennessee wins in about a uh, 27 to 24 type of game, a really close one. And um, we'll see if I'm right, but just, just a hunch. There we go. For entertainment purposes only, said Dave. Dave, we appreciate it, man. Um, Enjoy the rest of your day and this weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. 
All right. Have a blessed day, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Hey, when we come back here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, we've got our high school pickums. The Main Street Prep staff has identified 10 games. We picked 10 games. And when we come back, we will tell you who we think is going to win those 10 games. So stay with us here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. I'm Maurice Patton. That's Chris Yao. We are live from the Lee Company Studios here in Columbia, and we are getting ready to take a look at week 10 of the high school football schedule. You can follow along, if you'd like, at MainStreetPreps.com and check out our staff-wide picks for week 10. 
Um, week nine was not great, for but it wasn't great for any of us. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, parity has hit <laughs> the Main Street Preps picking panel. Everybody was either seven and three or six and four. Unfortunately, we were six. Both and four. of us were six and four. That's right. So, <laughs> so let's see if we can break out of that this week. Um, let's see. Starting up with Gallatin at Springfield, and and I tell you what, um, for those of you who have not been in Middle Tennessee for forty years, like I have, this is. Um, this is a historical battle right here. I mean, this is a clash of the Titans. Sneaky rivalry? No, nothing sneaky about it. Well, for us who didn't know. Yeah, yeah. This is this is big, man. This is this is a great ball game. Unfortunately, this Springfield team. We talked to David Wilson at the start of the season from the Robinson County Connection, and he told us they they lost a lot of seniors last year. They've lost a lot of seniors the past two years, and. Gallatin has really built up under its first-year coach, Michael Stroop. Stroop? Stroop. Stroop. I, um, I like Gallatin in this one, but in a nod to the rivalry, I like the Green Wave close on the road in this one. Yeah, going on the road, not easy to do. And obviously – you know, Gallatin's had a little more success this year. That's why I also have the Green Wave. <clears throat> so. Okay. Next. Cross County rivalry. Around Murfreesboro. I guess it's on the west side of Rutherford County. As Blackman travels to Rockvale, taking on the Rockets. Um. Blackman took a tough one on the chin last week against Riverdale. Um, Rockvale kind of caught my attention with their win over Pope Prep last week. I like the Rockets here. Yeah, you know, I don't... I don't know that either of these two teams have a signature win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think this is huge when it comes to you know the region and and where these two teams end up because <clears throat> Blackman and Rockville probably playing for three and four here, so the winner would be three, the loser four. So I'm going to go with Blackman. To get the win, but I've got it close, super close. Yeah, I think it's going to be close. I, um, I think it's a toss-up, really. <clears throat> I'm trying to pull up some additional information as it relates to postseason play here with regards to this one. Yeah, they're both one and two in the region right now. Okay. And, and then Oakland and Riverdale are undefeated, so and they play each other next right. week. They would have tiebreaker over both those. So this is for three and four because I'm pretty sure both of those have. Uh, well, I don't know if Rockville plays Siegel. Next Rockville week. does play Siegel next <clears throat> well, week. That, that could and Blackman plays Coffee County next week. So, and so yeah. 
I think this is going to have without what's his face for Siegel Thomas Santel Thomas Santel I think I think Rockville is is expecting that this is for three and four right so right. okay um, speaking of Oakland mm-hmm. the three-time defending Class Six A state champions. Complete with junior quarterback Kyler Creasy, roll into East Williamson County tomorrow night to take on the Ravenwood Raptors. With Kyler Creasy. Well, that's information I did not have. Oh, yeah, he's been back. I... Yeah, he's been back for a couple of weeks from that broken collarbone. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. We'll see. It doesn't seem like a collarbone would be something that you could just come back from so quickly. Well, it, I think it happened in week two, but um, fortunately, Man. he had, fortunately, uh, apparently, he has his mother's healing powers. Clearly, yeah, doing well. Yeah. Okay, but um, yeah, um, I, I think it's going to be the toughest game of the year for for either of these two teams. Well, no. Ravenwood opened the year against Alcoa, hasn't lost since. Oakland lost, I think, in week two up in Indiana. That's where Kyler got hurt. This may be the toughest game for either of those teams since those two. And I tell you what, if there was a game that I could get to. Mm -hmm. If you could pick where you wanted to go, it would be this one. Well, this one. Or one other one that we're going to talk about here in a bit. The coaching matchup in this one is going to be fun, though. Will Hester and Kevin Creasy are just two of the the best dudes in Middle Tennessee. You will not have to work too hard to get post game quotes from this one. I would, I'd love a a, a pre game press conference. I'd like to mic them up. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. They do it too, but um, they would. I, I like Oakland in this one by about a touchdown, just because, just because they're Oakland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think uh, I think Oakland wins the game. Oakland's gonna have to lose from you know to a team it, in Tennessee for it, me to pick against. It's them. tough to pick against them. It yeah. really is. Yeah. So, um, that's where I'm at. Okay. Is it's gonna it's gonna have to be a team. Somebody from Tennessee is gonna have to beat them before I pick against them. In Tennessee, yeah. Um, speaking of games that I would go to if I weren't working, CCCHS goes out Arno Road to Page in a game that will likely decide the. Um, Region 6-5A championship, and I know that um, one of them has Nolansville remaining. I'm not sure which one. It's not Centennial, because Centennial beat Nolansville. Okay, then it's Page <clears throat> that has Nolansville left. But um, Well, and here's the thing. You know, if Page, win, if, if Page wins this one, Nolansville wins over Page, then you've got a three-way tie for the top spot. Yeah. And... Folks down here where we're at don't want to see that because it's kind of like a game of Russian roulette for who you get to play out of this region, and it's it's tough. Because if you're if you're the say you're the two 
And I mean, you might end up with Centennial who. If you're the two, you're going to get Centennial Page or Nolansville. No matter what. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard out here for a region, region 5, 5A runner-up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. But yeah, um, Centennial is, as we mentioned when we had Damian Harris from East Nashville on earlier in the show, Centennial's having a great year under Jamal Stewart. Their only loss coming a couple of weeks ago to Brentwood, who's also having a great year. Cougar 7-1. and one. Page has been to the Class 5A state championship game each of the past two years. Uh, this is going to be a barn burner. Um, I did take the Cougars in this one. I think it will be less than a touchdown. I, I got them by three, and I'm telling you, you know, after watching them struggle to beat Independence because Independence put put some pressure on them. I think Paige is going to put some pressure on them. I think Paige is going to score some points. I I really, I mean, it, if Paige wins this game, neither of us will be surprised. Mm-hmm. Not at all. It is a really, it is going to be as good of a football game as you're going to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we go to the break, our final break of the show, Brentwood Academy. One in seven, Brentwood Academy. Mm. Goes down Granny White Pike or comes up Granny White Pike, working south to north, to take on the Mustangs of Lipscomb Academy. Now, this is a sneaky robbery. Brentwood Academy has had the line share of success in it, but... When both these teams have been good, this has been as good a game as you would come across. Um, well, and here's the thing. <laughs> I, well, and Brentwood Academy has always been good. Despite their records, I do think both of these teams are good. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, well, here's the thing. You know, Lipscomb Academy played a phenomenal schedule this year that has accounted for a lot of their apparent struggles. And they've also moved up to Division II AAA, which has accounted for some of their, again, apparent struggles. I think Lipscomb's still a really good ball club. Their schedule just hasn't necessarily cooperated with them. But um, Brentwood Academy has struggled even with you know, one of the top quarterbacks in the country and George McIntyre. And, you know, at some point you wonder, I mean, again, Damian Harris spoke to it. You can't rest on your past laurels. I wonder what Brentwood Academy's confidence level is right now. It's a good question. And, you know, you got to think with a leader like George McIntyre that, you know, he can get them, over that hump if necessary. And that's so this is there's always one game every week that I I try to go against the grain. And it shows in my overall record that typically it doesn't work. But <clears throat> sometimes, you know, you, it, when when I think it's a toss up but everybody seems to be leaning one way, I go the opposite. 
Because you're Captain Chaos. Because I'm Captain Chaos. And boy, this would cause some chaos in Division 2. It would definitely <laughs> cause some chaos in Division 2 if Brentwood Academy was to come up with this victory. And I don't see them doing it. I've got Lipscomb in this one. Well, I do not. I have Brentwood Academy getting the win, the dub. You, you are Captain Chaos. Um, when we come back, we will work through the other half of the Main Street prep week 10 slate, including our game of the week, which is Franklin Road Academy at Christ Presbyterian Academy tomorrow night. So um, come back and see what we think about these other five here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, the final segment of the day. I'm Maurice Patton. That's Chris Yao. We're going to close out with our final Main Street Preps Week 10 picks. Again, if you want to follow along or if you if you just don't want to listen along to our picks, you can see them at MainStreetPreps.com. Um, Hendersonville at Lebanon. Mm-hmm. Another, you know, long-standing historic rivalry here when these two get together. Um, kind of understated. Neither of these teams was terribly flashy. Hendersonville still running that that old style wing tee, and 
it's dangerous with them. And they've had some success with it over the years. They've had some success with it this year. Um, and, and I kind of like them as a result in this matchup. Um, I will say uh, the only one win we did have my senior year going one and nine in Le- Lebanon was against Hendersonville. So that's all I will. I'll just leave that. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, oh, Mr. Blue Devil sparking up over here. That's, um, that's good. That's good knowledge. But, um, like I said, I've, um, I've got Hendersonville. Lebanon's kind of been up and down over the course of the year. They're coming off a tough loss in overtime to Mount Juliet, a game that they led. I think they led 28-7 at one time, wound up losing 38-31 in OT. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Chuck Gentry rallies the troops coming off of that one because that's a that's a big rivalry game. Lebanon and Mount Juliet. <laughs> Yeah, and look, Lebanon five and three on the year. Their losses are to Upperman, to Green Hill, and to Mount Juliet in double overtime. None of them by more than ten points. I think this is I think this is a team that is is really good. Hendersonville's best win is probably the opening week against Gallatin. Uh, I mean, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going. I, I feel like if you're, if you're not there and you want to listen to the golden tones of Tommy Bryan, you'll hear a little BDP because Blue Devil Pride is going to get the win tomorrow night mm-hmm. over the Commandos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I got you, J.K. <laughs> well, good. Um, We're. This, the Main Street Prep staff is kind of split on this. Yeah, this is a this is a toss up for sure. Yeah. Um, this next one not a toss. Not up. a toss up. Not a toss up, but but any, by us, which yeah. <laughs> we've been known to all lose. Make of that what you will. But the Rossview Hawks go to Clarksville, taking on the still perfect Wildcats. Still. Still putting up chasing. numbers in that left column. Chasing history. Yes, sir. Um, and my money is on that chase to continue next week. I like the Wildcats here. Rossview, this will be for the region championship mm-hmm. in Region 7-6A because they both come in at 5-0 and in league play. Clarksville 8-0, as, as we said. Rossview six and two overall, um, and nobody else is closer than two games to them. So, yeah, and in region play, they've given up a grand total of six points, and that was to Dixon County. They beat Dixon County twenty-eight to six. They've not given up a single point in in region play. Matter of fact, they've only given up six points since those two losses. I'll be interested to see. <laughs> How soon that six points are surpassed well, and, tomorrow night. And and how does Rossview respond to that? Mm-hmm. Because Clarksville has put up no fewer than 38 this year. They are averaging, goodness gracious, 
more than 45 points a game, Clarksville is. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's probably closer to 50 than 45. <laughs> well, I didn't want to break out the calculator, yeah, but 384 divided by 8 just wasn't working very well for me. But Yeah, I mean, you're you're looking at right, yeah. 48. That, it's 48. It's 48. It's closer there we to go. 50 than it, 45. It just took me a minute. Yeah, yeah, it's 48. But, but my gosh, this is a team that is, this is unstoppable force meets immovable object. There we go. And yeah. we'll find out what wins on Friday. I, I, well, I, I think Clarksville is the unstoppable force. I agree. And, and I don't think. I think they will be able to move. Yeah, and I think Rossby moves. Yeah, I've got the Wildcats in this one. I'm with you. Um, going back to Williamson County, you mentioned Independence earlier. I mm-hmm. mentioned Brentwood earlier. Well, the two are playing in a Region 6-6A matchup that, again, as do so many games this time of year, has some postseason implications because the Eagles – come in at two and one in league play. Brentwood is three and zero oh in league play. And with a win, they could take on that Captain Chaos role that Chris loves so much. Man, you want to talk about chaos. This would create massive chaos in this region. And I'm here for it. I wish I would give anything to feel confident in picking independence. Because here's the thing. I think they're capable. I mean, you look at their losses. Oakland, two points to Ravenwood, had that game. You know, they were up 14-13, and Ravenwood kicks a game-winning field goal. Uh, Took Centennial to overtime. They're right there. And I feel like that they, they – I'm not saying that independents cannot win this game. But I just can't quite, especially on the road at Brentwood, I know. Is there a Merrill still there? Is his younger brother – is Walker's I believe there is a, I believe there is a Merrill there. Well, watch out. Because <laughs> it seemed like every single time that independents got anything going against Brentwood in the, in, in the past, a Merrill was there too. Kill the momentum. And so find him, stop him, maybe you win. Here's something to be aware of. And don't run an option in overtime. Here's something to be aware of, particularly if you're – well, if you're an Independence fan, you probably know it. The last three times Independence has played Brentwood, they've lost all three games Mm -hmm. by a total of seven points. The – Overhead toss. That I mean, it the again the overhead toss, calling an option and fumbling with Ethan Cash in the second round of the playoffs three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. It's just like there's one thing that always goes the the way of the Bruins in this matchup, yeah. and it's there's there's some sort of Juju, especially at Brentwood, which is where this is, which go that goes against Independence, and so that's why I've got the Bruins. I've got the Bruins, but and that's as, the only reason why. But as you have said so famously so often, I would not be surprised if Independence finds a way to win this ball game. I'd give anything for them too, just for the chaos. 
Smyrna at Antioch. Antioch got off to a really yeah. good start. Kind of ran into some issues down the stretch under their first year coach, Devin Arnold. But three and five, but, you know, it's not how many, but who. And all three of their wins are in region play. They are three and oh in region five, six, oh. Yeah, Smyrna got off to a rocky start and have since come on of late. Yeah, including a 17-14 win over East Nashville. Including a 17-14 win over East Nashville, and that right there is the difference for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the Bulldogs in this one, 4-4 four and four Smyrna overall, 3-5 and five Antioch. Um, this region is crazy. Stewart's Creek is tied in a three-way top of third with Cane Ridge and Laverne, and they are five and three overall. They are the only team in this six-team region with a winning record overall. Yeah, well, like you said, I mean, how many? It's who. It's who. It's absolutely who. Um, let's round this thing out with our game of the week as Franklin Road Academy travels to Christ Presbyterian Academy. Um, both these teams have been playing lights out all year. Obviously, CPA got on your radar with that win over Brentwood Academy to open the season on um, on TV, and they've been rolling ever since, as has Franklin Road Academy. Um, well, yeah. Franklin Road Academy hasn't stopped rolling. Yeah, yeah. So I am. Um, I want to be honest with you, though. I mean – I look at the schedule, that, and, and please, I'm not schedule bashing here, but, I mean, Davidson Academy is a good win. Mm-hmm. East Nashville is a great win. And they have, they have certainly proven that it doesn't matter. You know, they didn't play a whole lot of, you know, really difficult – they didn't play a difficult schedule up to that point. And you wonder – how much that helps a team going into those final four region games, you know, scheduling is, is such a big deal, man. I mean, CPA has played a, you know, a, a really tough schedule. Brentwood Academy, Pearl Cone, NBA, just, I, I wonder which of the scheduling aspects helps you more this late in the season. I, I think having been in tough situations kind of steals you when you're in tough situations and and just historically I feel like CPA has been in these type ball games more often of late than Franklin Road Academy has and on that basis I'm taking the Lions at home to win this one. Well I'm going Franklin Road Academy and the biggest reason is because I think they're fresher. And that's again that's a function that's, of that's the schedule. The function of the schedule. Yeah. I think they're a little fresher. And yeah. they've got some they got some players now. They do. They have got some they got some ball of players. So this is gonna be a great game. There are this may be the best week of high school football that we've had, that we've had mid-state wide. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, four or five games that just really jump off at you and go, Man, I wish I could be in four or five places at one time. And Chris and I will tell you about a few more of those type games here at, what, 615 
on the Main Street Murray High School Football Preview Show for Week 10 as we go through games here in our coverage area that will be taking place this week. Be sure and tune back in for that one. Who's the game tonight? I don't think there is one because is Wade one is tonight? still not That's back. right. He uh, Wade is still in parts unknown. Yeah, so, okay. But, yeah, anyway, check back in with us at 615. I will be at James Lawson in Columbia Central tomorrow night. You will be in parts unknown. In Georgia. Georgia. Okay. That's right. But right. should be fun. Yeah. Come we, back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Absolutely, and we'll see what happens. Hey, um, thanks for joining us here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. That's Chris Yao. I'm Maurice Patton. One of us will see you tomorrow.